Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Ramble Mania probably brings to you it is I, your inaugural Ramble Mania champion, four-time Ramble Mania champion, now a former Ramble Mania tag team champion, Hazel the Eyes on the gun wall with me as always. It's your boy Twin Savage, former Ramble Mania co-champion, but we will get the titles again, man. We will get them. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Raw Rants, where we basically tell you the good, the bad, and you know what, this, this, it wasn't even good or bad, the whole thing was just the book show of Monday Night Raw last week and this week, because god damn, both shows just horrible, 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 horrible. People thought last week's was bad, this week's, I don't even think top what last week did like last week we it was the go home it was basically the raw after wrestlemania and you know when it's the raw after wrestlemania there's always has to be like something huge a huge return a big debut someone else is going to get a push they start switching everything up it's basically a new season it's a brand new season for all these guys out here Oh, and for everyone in, in La La Land, happy motherfucking 420 to you all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what we, what we basically saw last week was atrocious to, you know, everything that transpired this week was just 100% borderline garbage. Doo-doo. Dukes. State Mahone. I mean... And on top, on top of, on top of, you know, um, what happened last week on Raw, we had this really, really huge fucking bus slip. But before we get to to this whole uh, list of releases that just happened, uh, this week we will be debuting our SmackDown review. What SmackDown? What's SmackDown? We'll be, re- we'll be reviewing it every Friday right after SmackDown. It'll be up within the weeks. So we will be getting our very first episode within a few days. So hopefully you guys will be ready for that. We got graphics. We got name tags. We got all that stuff all set up. We're ready to go. We just have to start watching it. Well, Twin watches SmackDown more than I do. So I need to start watching SmackDown every fucking Fridays now. Because why not? Two hours doesn't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours, just two, just two. So we got this, we got this insane amount of people. Well, ten people that have been released. Not worse than what happened last year. I think last year they released like twenty people and they furloughed like ten of them. Yeah, yes. Last year it was pretty. It was pretty bad. This year it wasn't that bad, but definitely a few shockers. Because it wasn't just it wasn't just wrestlers they released last year. They released you know producers, people that worked in the you know, the office in Connecticut, like yeah. writers, all that stuff. But some of those people that that were just like non wrestlers, some of those were furloughed, and mm-hmm. you know they were able to come back whether you know the budgets was back in place or whatever. And they're just using the same excuse again here because budget cuts but wwe is about to make their their quarter one events in two weeks time so i don't under, I, I again like i'm not good with numbers i'm not good with finances but this is what i knew mm-hmm. i feel like it was just unjustified that these people got released your 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 quarter one yearly annual salary is about to go is about to go up in a couple weeks what kind of sense does that mean? So, 
let me read the list off to you of the people who have been released. The All Iconics, right. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are released. Nikki James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Good Riddance, Kalisto, Good Riddance, Bo Dallas, Why, Wesley Blake, Good Riddance, Mojo Raleigh, Good Fucking Riddance. I hated him. Last but not least, Samoa Joe, probably one of the biggest uh, releases uh, brought this year in WWE. You know, compared to like all the nine that are there. I'll say this. Kalisto, they could have done something with him. He's a great, he's a great talent. Like he, he was, un, he was, he was underutilized. Honestly, that man, he's in amazing shape. He could do amazing. He could do amazing things, bro. But you know, he wasn't. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Like I'm not gonna say he wasn't. He wasn't like one of those shockers. I feel like the ones I was shocked for was like the iconics and um. Well, yeah, the the, the iconics and um and some more. So those were my. Those were the ones that I was most shocked for. Um, but yeah, hopefully those guys, those people, you know, they find they find some bookings and stuff. I know Chelsea Green, not Chelsea Green. I know Peyton Royce changed her name to uh, Cassie Lee. Um, yeah, they uh, the the Iconics changed their names already. I think one of them's using like their real name. Mm-hmm. I think it's Cassie Lee. I think it's Peyton Royce. So Mickey James was someone that I was pretty shocked for. I was just like. You know, you could have, you know, kept her around. Like, she may not wrestle anymore, but she could be, like, a good female ambassador for the company mm-hmm. or, you know, work at the performance center with training some of the newer ladies that are just coming in. Like, releasing her is was uh, – it was shocking. But I think, yeah, everyone is really talking about Samoja. Like, the Iconics, yeah. I care that they got released because they could have done something with them instead of breaking them up, which is what they did incorrectly. They should have never broke them broke them up to begin with, and I don't understand why they did that. Cause people are dumb. That's right. Cause people are dumb as hell, bro. That comic book shit, like they Chelsea have- Green's uh, situation was not really her fault. It's just injury. I wouldn't even call her an injury prone. It's just there are some people in the company that are just not safe to work with. And those people are the ones that are basically the ones injuring her. So I don't blame Chelsea Green for this. But you know what? At least she can go back to Impact and be with her husband. Whoa, 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 whoa. Broski. Um... Bo Dallas, I, I didn't want him to go. Not that I didn't care for bro dallas being in the company because of his brother it's just you know he could still be used for something that involves his brother like he could be listen they should have believed some damn more okay it was vince that didn't that didn't like the whole believe thing because it like anything that triple h has touched has turned to gold but the minute vince touches it it becomes coal and i mean like the coal you get out of your fucking christmas stocking so it's just like Vince didn't see anything in Bo Dallas, just like how he didn't see anything in, you know, Kalisto or Wesley Blake. Like, did anyone, did, Wes, did Vince McMahon see anything in Wesley Blake? No. And oh. did, well, let me rephrase that. Did Vince McMahon see anything, anything in Mojo Raleigh? Because I didn't. I yeah. really didn't. He was just hype. He just had that energy. He just that's, that's all I've ever seen. He just I had mean, that. 
but this is really what I'm what I'm gonna say here. The ten people who have been released from this company should be happy that you know they don't have to work in WWE anymore, or you know they could do their shoots, they could do whatever they want. You know, it's just for fuck's sake, people, don't basically jump to conclusions automatically and say, oh. Five out of the ten people here are gonna go to AEW. No, they're not. Like what? Okay, I understand. If if it was Peyton Royce, I'd understand because her husband is in AEW. But I don't see people like Samoa Joe jumping ship immediately to AEW. He could go to Impact. He can go to New Japan. He could go to Ring of Honor. He could go anywhere. Everyone just needs to stop assuming that oh, all these guys that are released are gonna go straight to AEW. Because AEW is WCW and TNA. No, you know, if they if they're willing to welcome these people with open arms, they can do that. But you can't welcome everyone. You can't just welcome everyone. Those 10 people that are released, you can't welcome them all because you're basically telling them, welcome to Disneyland, where we're better than Disney World. <laughs> like, no, this good, that's good. It's there, there, there's a cycle to this. There is a there is a wrestling cycle to this. Not everyone should be doing what everyone else did in the 90s. Not everyone should be jumping to another huge company because they're competing with this company. No. You want to go somewhere? Go to Impact. Go to Ring of Honor. Go to MLW because they're not getting back on TV. Go to New Japan. Everyone's solution needs to stop being these guys can't just go directly to AEW. They can go elsewhere. You know, Andrade might be going back to CMLO, or he might go to AAA. Who knows? Who or Ring of Honor? Who knows? But everyone really needs to stop with this whole. Oh, all these guys are confirmed to go to AEW when nobody is confirmed to go to AEW. And I'm not saying that these guys are confirmed, or you guys saying that it was confirmed. It's just these guys just got released last week. Okay, it's been a week. And the minute you saw these guys getting released one by one by one every hour, it's like, oh, he's going to AW, he's going to AW, she's going to AW. Bro, Joe could go to NWA Power. Yo, I'm just saying, stop so making this one conclusion that everyone is just going to this one other company that WWE is so-called competing against. Because at this point, they don't even look at AEW as competition. They just see them as this other company. AEW is looking at this as a competition when they really shouldn't to begin with. Do you have anything else to, to say about this? Nothing. Just I wish them all the best, and I can't. Um, I can't wait to see them pop up on somebody's somebody's own company. You know, um, when that does happen, I am gonna be excited because it's gonna, you know, it's it's gonna be something new for them and something hopefully something new for us. I do want to talk about two more things before we get to um, Raw. You saw the um, the new shows that they put out for A&E on Sunday, right? Yeah, I watched them. What did you think of the... I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it like later on or tomorrow morning. What did you think of the Austin episode? The Austin episode, they... I'll be honest, they did a very, very well job with it. They did, they did a, they did very well, like, you know, tackling, like, you know, certain stuff that we, you know, that we didn't know. And then you, honestly, you get to see, you get to see Austin tear up a little bit about like him having, him having to like 
early retire. Like, like he he tears up about it. Like he didn't want to, but he knew it was time. Cause when he, he said something like when he came back, like like with when the weather would change, like his he, he would feel the pain in his body, and that's when he knew his time was up. That's when he knew he had to he had to stop. So they 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 talked about some real interesting stuff, and The Rock was also on there talking about how 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 the last match that he had with Austin, like at WrestleMania. Yeah, Mania 19. Yeah, how Austin, how Austin told him, oh, I love you, and The Rock said it back. He was like, he was like, I love you too, brother. Thank you. Yeah, they said it was at the very ending spot when he pinned him. He he told The Rock, I love you, and then with the three cows, like, oh, I love you too, brother, and that's it. Yeah. Because it, not a lot of people talk about why Austin had to retire? I, like, first of all, it wasn't really like spinal stenosis. It wasn't spinal stenosis. It was something he he had. Like, I think it was a heart condition or something. They they, they had a heart attack. They 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 talk about it in the show. Like he he was he, he was just going through. He was just going through some stuff like that. That time that he wasn't on TV and stuff. Like it was Jim Ross that called him up. And told them, yo, if I like, hey, if I set you down with the big man, would you hash things out? And Austin was like, yeah. But that was when he walked out. We're talking about like before his match at Mania with The Rock. No, 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 no. That's that. that that's what I'm saying. When, like, he was he wasn't with the company. When that that time that he was out for a while, for I mean for a while, and then he came back. Remember when he remember when he came back to do. To do um to do as a general manager like to uh, with Eric Bischoff and stuff like that. Yeah, but that was that was a year later. What you're what you were basically referring to was what happened when he walked out. That was after Mania 18. All right, we're talking about what happened with Mania 19. Because you you had the whole you had the whole thing confused for me. But I understand where you're coming from. Cause they like it was. It was just what like what what he was saying what he was what he was talking about like on the show and stuff like it was it was just a lot like he was talking about a lot the show was good I feel like everybody that you know that likes Austin that love Austin or that love wrestling in general should watch it if they want to know the Stone Cold story for sure like that it, it's one is coming from him it's not coming from no other sources that like, it's coming from his mouth is him saying these things so you know I just feel like everybody should watch it and also. While we're talking about A and E, that treasure shit, I didn't get to. I didn't get to fully watch it, like the, tre- the treasure hunt where they look for certain items. Oh, so so wait, that was after the documentary show. Yeah, yeah, that that was oh, legit, wow. that was that was right after. I I started watching it, but I had to do something, so I didn't get to watch it. But I do have it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I have it pre-recorded already, so I am gonna watch it. But I heard that show is pretty good too. They go looking for rare, certain rare, rare WWE items that they have lost, that they lost, that maybe other that other people have, or like or collectors have. And 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 the shit is like they're trying to buy these things from the collector. They're trying to get it from the collector. So like if the, I I want to see like if they come across a collector that may want. You know that don't want to give it up freely. You know, but that want something in exchange for it. Like I, I want to see. I want to see. Like yeah, I think I heard the first episode was um the very first the very first uh, Mr. Sacco puppet. Was, I believe that's what it was. It was no. It was 
So, so, so what, what it really, what it really was, it was, they were looking for the first, the man, the man, mankind shirt. The brown one. The yeah, one they, that had the weird, like symbol on the back. It's all yeah, stitched they, up. They were looking for that. And then they said, if they happened to come across the, the Mr. Sacco that he wanted to do something, he wanted to kind of like reenact the hospital scene. Yeah, he wanted to do a reenactment with Vince McMahon because I, I could see it was like it was a little um it was a little room like a little storage room and it's it's Hunter and, and Stephanie with Mick there and they're discussing everything, and then they discuss the whole thing that happened with the whole hospital thing that you know the debut of Sacco the debut of the the stupid clown Yerpel, um the bedpan incident and they were like all right yeah let's do it just without the bedpan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah. The, uh, everyone, please go watch the A W the A and E W W E biographies every Sunday. This this week's is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, on uh, one more thing, we will be having our very first ever Impact reactions for Rebellion. Uh, me, Tev, and Twin will be joined along with the Dirty Heels to be watching. Our first ever Impact pay-per-view together for Ramble Mania show. So I can't wait for that. One more thing. Um, I want to know from you if, if you believe this is true or not. Ronda Rousey could possibly be pregnant. No, she is not possibly. If you go on her YouTube, she is four months pregnant. She is oh, not. so she is. So she's yes, so she, she is pregnant. Yes, she All is. right. She had a she had a pillow covering her stomach and she went like this. She said. Bam! Four months pregnant. I was like, she was like, nobody knew. Said nobody knew. They kept it between just them two. I think them two or the family. I'm not too sure. But she, I mean, if it's gonna be those two, of course, it's also gonna be for the family. Also, they don't want anyone else. To know. Like Rhonda could have kept this a secret until the day she gave birth. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, like being the elite. I mean, AW. The boys are in a trailer. And Moxley and... Yeah, put that down. We can't get copyrighted. <laughs> okay, so some minutes to the approval of the Ramble Mania show. This is the tale of why are we getting the Viking Raiders and Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander facing each other again? Without further ado, let's ramble. Let's ramble! Okay, so we, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about Raw last week, so... Basically, if, if there's any grade that we could give last week's Raw, it's a complete fucking F. It was the worst Raw after Mania. And people said that last year's Raw after Mania was bad. I mean, you know, just because we didn't have a, a live crowd and we didn't have the, the virtual crowd and any of that stuff, I kind of found it to be okay. But at least they did. this didn't do anything. Last week's show didn't do nothing. It didn't provide us with nothing. All it gave us was a bunch of mediocre returns from people who got injured. No debuts. No nothing. All we got was basically rematches of the same crap. We got Charlotte Flair looking like an alien from the MIB agency. And she almost looked like Boy George this week. I'm like, Charlotte, why do you want to hurt me so much? Like, God. Okay, so um, I want to talk about the opening for last week before we get to this opening. So we basically, last week's opening was 
Bobby Lashley coming out and what what the fuck was he wearing? He was it looked like something out of Shane McMahon's closet. It was very seventies of him to wear it. And I swear to God, I thought he drank all the fucking tang from my refrigerator. You did the tang. Yeah, because, dude, he, I mean, um, I know we're talking about this week's Raw, but I want to talk about a little bit of last week. This dude came out in a tang orange suit. <laughs> like, bro. There's chicken and juice. And, you know, he had his thing with Matt Riddle. He murders Matt Riddle. Charlotte just looks like she comes back and then she just looks gross with the Botox. And then she does her little poke rap, naming all of the women in the women's division, how no one could beat her. <laughs> just like, oh, no. Here she goes, burying everyone in the women. You know what this was? Sasha, has, I mean, no, Charlotte has been doing work shoot promos. And then we get more bullshit with the women's tag division because for some odd reason, Michael Nakazawa snuck into the fucking Thunderdome and just started getting the ring all slippery and slopey for Nia Jax. And then then to make matters worse, Drew McIntyre wins a triple threat match between Braun Strowman and Randy Orton. I would have been fine. With Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. I would have been fine with Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley. But you had to give us this match again because of this WrestleMania backlash. WWE is so smart, they make me want to throw up sometimes. WWE get on my nerves sometimes. So to end the show for last week, they basically said, Retribution is no more, but we still have these idiots in goofy costumes. <laughs> and now they're basically doing what they try to do in 2012 by saying, oh, CM Punk is the WWE champion. He has these three NXT guys beating up John Cena every week called The Shield. And he had nothing to do with them. And, you know, it was true. He had nothing to do with the Shield because Vince told them, oh, we're not working with you anymore, even though that was his idea. Bro, this was the worst, and I mean the worst, Raw after Mania yet. And, you know, I'm happy for the Viking Raiders coming back. But when we talk about what happened this week, I wish, I wish they would have done something else with them. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna give last week's raw a fucking grade, yeah, this this shit gets oh my god. You, you know, if my name was Mr. Crocker from the Fairly Odd Parents, I'd be giving everyone F's. <laughs> this show was horrible. This was horrible. This was the worst show. This wasn't even like who booked this shit. This was just Nobody booked this. This was inmates running the asylum. This was Vince Russo booking at its finest, mixed with John Laurinaitis booking. So we now cut to this week. Cut to this week. We have Drew McIntyre coming out. He stabs his fucking sword in the ass of the stage. Oh, can we talk about the stage real quick and how it looks like a Nintendo 2DS? (laughs) It does. It, It does. It does. I'm like... Okay, I understand now they had to move it to a new location because baseball season just started. It's, sure. in, a, it's in a college, which is cool. But sometimes I had to ask myself, I don't think we really needed the crowd, the virtual crowd that close to the stage because I see guys when they come out with their pyro, 
I'm so scared because I feel like the pyro's gonna hurt them, especially Drew's, because he sticks the sword into the butt of the stage and then he just gets fire coming down the aisle and all that other stuff. And I'm like, bro, you're gonna get burned like the Undertaker. I had no way out. <laughs> just like, oh shit, I gotta run now. Take this shit off. I need like I need like seven bottles of water because I got third degree burns in my face. Down to my arm, and we're gonna fire that pyro guy. All right, so Drew's in the ring, grabs a mic, cuts a promo about how he defeated Braun Strowman and Randy Orton to earn the spot of becoming number one contender for Bobby Lashley's WWE Championship. Mind you, Bobby Lashley's not here this week, so we don't even get a chance to see the WWE Champion this week. So, no, no, no. That that was kind of a bummer there. I kind of wanted to see Bobby you know, do something. So, you know, he talks about how he's going to face Bobby and, you know, what happened after that match with, you know, so-called retribution members coming in, interfering, uh, double choke slamming uh, Drew McIntyre to the mat. Uh, Drew McIntyre says that he's going to, he's going to get some retribution on, on those two guys. I'm like, ah, nice pun there. I bet Vince wrote it. Idiot. So MVP comes out, he starts talking, he starts explaining, I have no business with T-Bar and Mace whatsoever. And as he's walking down the aisle, Drew gets out of the ring. And, you know, first impressions always mean something when you separate from like a faction or if you're a singles guy. These yeah. guys pulled a horrible first impression. They were supposed to do like some double maneuver that looked like something out of the Eliminators from ECW. Yeah, but okay. now. Mace fucked up, came in way too late uh-huh. in order to do the spot. So T-Bar had to do this. And then to make matters worse, they take at least a full minute to pick up Drew McIntyre and throw him back in the ring just <laughs> to do the double choke slam spot. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, this is not good. This is not good at all. You're ruined. Like, this is a bad first impression for just T-Bar and Mace. And then to make matters worse, you know, after they do the spot, they walk back to, to the gorilla position. And then they cut this weird promo. They cut this weird promo on, you know, T-Bone steaks or T-Bars or saber tooth tigers and i'm like yo billy graham needs to pull out his saber tooth tiger poster right now because that could go up on sale and i'm just like i'm like okay um i am turok hear me roar whatever because i'm just i i was i was so confused i mean I was totally, I was totally lost with that promo as well. What did what did you think of just like the opening of this? I think I didn't care for it, bro. I, I I'd be honest, but I did. I, I watched it, but I didn't really care for it. But it's like it's like you said, bro. I would have, I would have liked it out of Randy or Braun, you know, to be in a position that um Drew was in. But I kind of knew automatically, like after they, like once they came up with the name, like you know, for the next pay per view, I'm like, okay, like I already know who's, you know, I already know who's winning this. But I mean, it was, it was a, honestly, like so. I mean, we cut back. We, we still go through more backstage shit again. 
yeah. You see Drew McIntyre, you know, all frustrated, like he's getting ready to shit his fucking tights and whatnot. He sees Adam Pierce in the hallway, and I, and he just goes up like. <sighs> He goes up to Adam Pierce. He's like, I want a handicap match with T-Bar and Mace. And this fucking idiot literally tells him, you know, I, I would love to do that, Drew. I would love to do that, but you need a tag team partner. You need a tag partner in order to face retribution tonight. And I can't have you going out there in a handicap match facing these two monstrous beasts. Just for it to make, just for it to be a handicap match, for it to be a disqualification, transpire to be a tag match. Yo, but look, but look, they don't make the match official, but they kept plugging the fucking thing within the hour. Yeah. So he needs to find a tag team partner. Now they got not gonna do it. All that. We cut to we we now have our first match of the night, and it's a rematch from last week. And again, this is a prime example of this whole tag team division needing fucking help. Before I get to this match, it's been two weeks. Where are your raw tag team champions? We like can we can we get a milk carton that says missing AJ and Omos last seen at WrestleMania night one? <laughs> Oh, if they don't show up this week, then yeah. Like that that's the case. If they don't show up this week, it's most likely Omos got injured or AJ or AJ is uh Omos get injured. He barely did anything. I mean he, he... Bro, Kevin Nash could break his quad by walking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything could happen. <laughs> All right, so we cut to our first match, which is, again, a prime example of, you know, them really, really needing help with the tag team division. Last week, we had the returning Viking Raiders taking on Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Alexander, and a good tag team match, you know? I enjoyed it. We get it again. And again, it's a, a, it's an, it's another match, you know that that was good. It was entertaining. It was lovely to see these two, you know, do something. I just have one problem, and my problem is the new guy. Oh man, yeah, he kept on calling Shelton Cedric Cedric Shelton. No, it wasn't even that. Like he he kept calling the 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 finishing move the Viking Experience to the Viking Express. He even called the tag team Viking Raiders the Viking Express. <laughs> He just fuck it up, bro. Cause I'll tell you, even through the match, bro, he's calling Shelton Ben. He was like, "Oh, he like Frederick." I'm like, "You not Shelton, my guy." Like, yo, it's like two black guys. They look totally different, though. Like, like they don't look alike. They look the same. One's bald and clean shaved. One has a mohawk yeah, and a beard. <laughs> one at one actually sells like a maniac. One actually wrestles like a maniac. Okay, <laughs> like there's no, there's no. Like, there's no equal between these two. They're they're completely different people. The only problem that I have is that they really need to get rid of the black and gold like tights. You're not in her business anymore. Hey. And give them a new tag theme. Why are they coming out with only Cedric's theme? <laughs> that, that's another one that pisses me off because you know what? I like Shelton Benjamin's theme better than Cedric's theme. <laughs> that one is dope. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't have a lot of rapping. It has really 
cool type beats. And I hate Cedric's, you know, theme. It's too, it's too generic. Like, oh, I'm, I have a dream when I'm in WWE, I'm going to be champion. Like, you used to dream, I have it all. And I'm like, nah. Like, nah. But again, um, good match between these two. Uh, better than last week. I mean, I'm not going to say way better than last week, but it was basically the same thing, except the match was longer. And it gave the Herb, it gave Shelton and Cedric a little bit more offense to be utilized more as a tag team. I'm happy that they're being used in this position, but yeah. I wish it didn't have to be in this position every week because right. that's what I feel like they're going to do this pre, uh, this WrestleMania back. <laughs> I can't even say it. Like it, it's so that 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 name is so hurtful that I can't even say it. It, it offends me. I want to throw up by it. You know, I'm I'm just gonna call it backlash because there's no need for the other name. Like, are we gonna have a live crowd for this? I don't know. But look, I'm I'm gonna keep it real here. Like, the like this is probably gonna continue until it hits the pre-show. And then it's like one of these teams is going to win. But I'm hoping after this, like, they – There's a flying here. They do more with this team, with both of these teams. Like, I do want to see the uh, the New Day face the Viking Raiders. I do want to see, um, you know – I, I just want to see other tag teams like, you know, Blossom in WWE instead of just being in, in the developmental. But what did you think of this match? Uh, what match in? <laughs> Viking Raiders and uh, Shelton and Cedric. I mean, I thought the match was pretty good. Like you said, it was pretty much the same as last week. Nothing really nothing different, honestly. Um, it's it, it's good to see that you know Shelton and ben, Shelton and Cedric are not in the back in catering. Um, it's also good to see that the Viking Raiders are you know they 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 they're doing something with them. Um, I hope this is not a continuous every week thing. Um, I hope they give Viking Raiders now a different tag team to face now that now that they done beat um, Cedric and Shelton twice, I believe. Um, it was like twice in a row they beat them. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I want to see something else, but yeah, the, the match was cool. Not, not, not bad to really say about it. These guys were, these guys were, they did good. The match, they, 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 they didn't really botch the match. Randy Owens backstage with the other new guy. There's, I'm, I, I'm going to blame Michael Cole for this because there are way too many new people that like. This week was I don't even think I saw Zara Schreiber interviewing anyone this week. So yeah. Kevin Kevin Johnson Thompson or whatever <laughs> he interviews Randy Orton, and Randy Orton talks about like he's done with the fiend, but you know you're not done with the fiend just yet. Well, he talks he about like you know. You know, he's still going to have unfinished business with The Fiend. He talks about all this other stuff, like, oh, when when all is said and done, when Bobby Lashley, you know, beats Drew McIntyre, I will be next in line to face him for the WWE Championship. And look who just decides to scoot on by and (laughs) present us with a good time. It's just Matt Riddle comes in and is like, hey, bro, 
uh, I got this idea. So it's like, you don't have a championship and I don't have a championship. Why don't we go after the Raw Tag Team Championships and just call ourselves RK Bro? You know, I could get you a scooter, I get fangs, and you know, we can give a theme song. I hear voices in my head. And then Randy Orton just walks away. <laughs> So continuing on to that, you know, that was awesome. I I do believe that Randy Orton was supposed to face Drew McIntyre on this night on on that show of Raw, but I think they pulled it because they wanted to do the handicap match and then evolve it into a tag match. So he goes into the office of Adam Pierce, and he's like, "Yo, who's this nobody that's just running around in barefoot and scooters and tights and just looking all doofy like some cartoon character?" Yeah, like. He feels disrespected that Matt Riddle just literally like came up to him and touched him and just sort of like, I hear voices in my bros. And basically it's like, I want to match with Riddle. He's like, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, you better do it. So yeah. I mean I don't know, hold on. Real, real quick. I Adam Pierce is a little bitch, okay? Like <laughs> <laughs> Adam Pierce is a little bitch. <laughs> okay, everybody, everybody, literally, everybody that goes up to this guy demanding something, he came, he caves in. And also, I gotta say this: I think there's an angle playing in the Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce thing. I think Sonya Deville is gonna take Adam Pierce's spot. Well, when we watch SmackDown, we will talk about that because yeah, this is okay. not what the this is not what the SmackDown or what SmackDown. I, yeah, you're right. I do apologize. That did happen on SmackDown. I do apologize. Yes. Was on SmackDown. But yes, it is true. Okay. It is true. You do have your point there. And I have my point also, like, you know, and, but this is not only on Adam Pierce, you know, this has been happening for many years. Like yeah. every authority, every authority, the authority figure, if your name isn't Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon or Triple H or, you, or, or the newest member, Roman McMahon at WrestleMania, I don't know if you've seen when all the wrestlers <laughs> were standing in line, Roman Reigns was on the line of the McMahons. It was oh, because he's the he's the poster boy of the company. He's the poster heel of the company. I was, I, I don't count that. He was saying <coughs> Vince McMahon and the newest member Roman McMahon. I think overall, like if you're not Vince, Stephanie, or Shane, you are basically going to be. The bitch, whether you're the GM or WWE official, constable, sheriff, I don't care what position it is. What matters is that you're the one making the matches, right? You're the one that's going to look like a total bitch in the end. And, but you know what? Adam Pierce does hold his ground a little bit, but sometimes, yeah, he does. He does put himself in those positions where it's like, yeah, I need to, <laughs> I need to feel vulnerable because I have to make this person look strong in this segment. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Charlotte comes out, and let me tell you right now. Yeah. Um, somebody, and I, I mean this. Somebody needs to seriously, uh, keep the drip gimmick alive because now everyone is looking like weird in these colorful, sparkled up, million dollar suits. Charlotte Flair came out in this weird purple suit that made it look like a goddamn bird, and I'm like. Seth Rollins should kick your ass because he's the drip god. He's the drip god. So, yeah, I mean, Charlotte Flair comes out in her tall-ass heels with her women's suit, 
And, you know, again, you know, just work shooting, work shooting, work shooting, just burying the women. And then Asuka comes out. And the minute she, the minute she's about to talk, Rhea Ripley's music hits. So Charlotte basically talks to Rhea Ripley, like, you know, how her and Oscar are going to have a match later. Like, oh, you should sit on the commentary table and take notes because the way I'm going to beat Oscar is the way I'm going to beat you when I come after you for the Raw Women's Championship at, you know, I don't think they said the pay-per-view, but whatever. Yeah. And Rhea Ripley took her up on her offer. And all that, and, you know, all that other hoopla and nonsense. I mean, and it was just, it started to get really uncomfortable at first, but then it, it picked up a little bit. So yeah. now uh, Charlotte is basically in Asuka's face. Like Asuka's trying to talk and Charlotte's telling her, shut up, listen to me. I'm the queen, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, after the fifth time, Asuka just like, Charlotte, I'm going to be you, and I'm just like, oh shit, that's the first time Oscar actually swore on live television. Yo, for real, Oscar got crazy. She's like, yo, you know what I'm saying, bitch? Watch this. Bitch. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm ready for this. Like, this this was this was pretty good. I mean, what did you think of the segment? I like the segment. It was pretty good. I, it's honestly, and I'll say this: like, a lot of people dislike Charlotte. But Charlotte, Charlotte be cutting these promos that make other female wrestlers like yo be like yo, you know what? We now we gotta step up our game, but this bitch just cut a fucking promo of maybe like of the night, you know? Like cause I like man, Charlotte got the mic, man. She got the mic skills, man. She may look like shit and stuff, but when she talks on that mic, man, she could talk. You feel me? And you know, um, you know, seeing Oscar, seeing Oscar speak some English, which I know she could, you know. I'm, I'm pretty sure you could, you know, just hearing how you know speak some English is it's cool. I, I thought something was pretty dope. It, it wasn't, it wasn't that long and it wasn't that short. So, it, it's leading to something. So, I mean, look for 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 Oscar to you know do something that edgy. Yeah. I mean, last time she's done something edgy is when she's in Japan, but to see her like branch out a little bit more into the American society that we live in. Mm-hmm. It's it's helping her, you know, improve her English little by little. That's true. I mean, she has her YouTube channel. She does speak Japanese there mostly, but she does speak English from time to time. And I don't blame her. And this is a this was a really good segment. Like again, Charlotte Flair um ever since she came back, Charlotte Flair now looks like the female edge because she, she doesn't go after opportunities because even if she's champion or not champion, it's true what she says. Even if it's in a, even if it is in a heel turn, she is the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not called the queen for a reason. She's, she hasn't held the, the women's championship multiple times for a reason. We cut backstage again because it's going to continue forward to this match. It's Randy Orton. He's walking to the ring and fuck Matt Riddle's like, wee! <laughs> and then we have the match between Randy Orton and Matt Riddle and I'm... Let, let's let's hear your thoughts on this. I thought it was a good match. I think I, it was the first time, right? The first time meeting for Riddle, Mr. Riddle's and, and um, Mr. Randall. Um, yeah, I believe so. 
I, I feel like the match was good, you know. Um, honestly, a little shocker uh, with Riddle winning. Um, Riddle, Riddle winning was definitely a shocker for me. Um, but but honestly, seeing them two guys like working the ring together, man, they they put up a pretty good match, man, for the time that they have. I'll say that, and I'm happy it didn't, it wasn't no disqualification or like that because I'm tired of these damn disqualifications and interference. But yeah. it, it, it was a pretty good match. Um, I'm I'm happy with the time that the with, with the time that they gave them, they they made the best with it. And I ain't gonna lie, the outcome of Riddle winning was a shocker, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think for me, like when I when I saw this match, I, at first I, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, please, no more birds. I've been I'm too high to be looking at CGI birds right now. My second thing was Randy Orton can make Matt Riddle into something here, but Matt Riddle could also make Randy Orton look super serious. Did you not see this man's chest? There was a moment, there was a point where I, I think uh, one of them went to a corner. I think Randy Orton stiffed Riddle. Yeah. And Riddle just, like, I think he kind of lost his cool there for a minute to the point where he just started chopping and forearming and chopping and chopping and chopping and stiffing and chopping the yeah. shit out of this man's chest. Like, you know, when Riddle when Riddle takes, you know, offensive moves from someone and he and they zoom in on his face and they have these weird facial reactions, it's good selling, but yeah. it's all, it also has a meaning to it. Like for instance, Riddle could could spit out saliva and he could look like a fucking Wolverine frothing out of the mouth when he's like getting his heat back to Orton. And I like that. You know, it was true what Randy Orton says, like he's not getting any respect here. And he I um, you know in character he did he didn't didn't respect Matt Riddle. I think that this match that they had proved that you know Matt Riddle could hang with someone like Randy Orton, not just beat him with a cradle pin, but also beat him clean. And shockingly, like how one, two, three kid beat, you know, Razor Ramon on Monday Night Raw with Moonsault, you know, people were going to look at that and be like, okay, all right, Randy Orton, you know, gave, gave the, gave the rub to the young guy. Good shit. Good fucking shit. I just wish he just wasn't as methodical as a lot of people say he is because yeah, it's all about rest holds for him. I don't blame him. Sometimes you have to be in that sort of position. How else are you going to make wrestling look good? You can't just do it with super kicks and tricks and flips all the time like, you know, Hercule Satan says with all the Z fighters. Mm-hmm. You got to make it at least look brutal at some point. And these two actually did that. There was a superplex spot that got me so scared because, you know, when it comes to wrestlers that don't wrestle with boots on and they wrestle with just bare feet. Yeah. You land, you have to land on the flat of your feet when you take a superplex off the top rope otherwise you're gonna fuck up your ankles yeah that's true you know that that just scares me with Matt Riddle but I mean this was a really good match I'm surprised there was no interference there was I mean the most devastating move in wrestling history even though it wasn't a roll-up it was a cradle pin it was still a surprise victory overall I just wish that maybe the match could have been shorter at least like cut no. out all the methodical shit and just make something of the match, but it was still a pretty good match. 
we cut backstage again to Adam Pierce on his phone. And, you know, guess who comes into the office, but none other than Sheamus. He congratulates Sheamus about how he won the United States Championship. And, you know, they talk about open challenges. You know how John Cena did his U.S. Open Challenge. And Sheamus gets, you know, gets the wrong idea. Like, hold on, fella. I'm not going to defend this championship in an open challenge. Not now. But I'll be a fighting champion. A fighting champion indeed. I'll make an open challenge tonight. Just not for the title. Well, I mean, good, have- heel, good heel point. He has a point there. He can make an open challenge to anyone, just not for the championship. And you know what? I kind of like it that way because it doesn't have to feel – I don't want the, the United States Championship to feel like, oh, it's a title for open challenges only. Like, no, I think Sheamus could just make an open challenge to anyone, and whoever beats him gets a U.S. title shot. <laughs> Perfect. It, you, you know, they, they want people they want people to try to be like John Cena, but it's like, yo, John, John Cena had a good idea with that, you know, but it's John, that's John Cena's idea. That was John Cena's idea when, you know, he was United States champion, he wanted to give other people an opportunity. And it, it's great, you feel me? But I don't feel, I don't feel like, I honestly, I, I feel like that rule should only apply to faces. When faces have the championship, they should do that. When he, they even they even brought that up in the promo, like you know, Seamus even said it. Is my name John Cena? Do I look like John Cena to you? And, and again, it's like you know, that's a perfectly good point that Seamus says. Like we can't keep reflecting on the past, especially if you want to make this belt mean something. You know, again, let Seamus do his little open challenges, non-titles. Whoever beats him gets a title shot. And we're gonna we're gonna be prime examples of that. But again, like Sheamus doing this is a is a prime example of you know getting the mid card championship to mean something, um, going forward in WWE. A women's tag team match between Nia and Shayna Baszler taking on Lana and Naomi. So let's talk about what happened last week, huh? Let's talk about last week real quick. So, question. Can you rewind on Peacock? No. So, how the fuck was Sheena Baszler rewinding on Peacock last week when Randy Rose went, hold on, hold on, hold on, when slipped and fell on the Mania stage? How were you able to rewind that on Peacock, Sheena Baszler? Yeah. Tell me. Answer me these questions. You have a legendary status account. All right, so they're basically like rewinding the whole replay of Mandy Rhodes like slipping and then just shows up out of nowhere and like standing in front of Nia Jack. And this is the stupidest part. Shayna Baszler leaves. Because she had a match. No, she like, yeah, she had a match, but that was later on. That wasn't now. Oh, wow. That wasn't now. So she just leaves. She just leaves like, oh, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, uh, <laughs> this is between you two. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so basically, he just says this whole thing like, you know, it's funny. You never see things coming. <laughs> Fucking slaps the shit out of her. And then just like they, 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 Dana Brooke just shows up and they tackle her on the floor. And that's it. So later, so later on in the match, later on in the match, because this was a tag match, 
So this is why, like, Shayna had to leave. Shayna didn't have a singles match. She had a tag match. So this is what happens. So Michael Nakazawa, I don't know. Maybe Mandy. just paid Michael Nakazawa to come into the Thunderdome just to fuck with Nia, rip Nia Jax. Because let me tell you right now, first part of the match, the entrance, she comes in. Oh, shit, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I'm about to get up. <laughs> and <laughs> at the very end, she like she climbs up the apron. Her knee basically slips and she falls down. What happens after that is the baby faces being Mandy and Dana Brooke roll out of the ring and lose, basically force themselves to lose the match via double count, well, via count out. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Don't know what to say. So let's talk about this. What what happened this week? <laughs> okay, so it, it's it's these two women facing facing other two women in a match. So other two women look like they're gonna win, but they don't because Mandy. and Dana Brooke just fucking show up out of nowhere. And what do they do? They basically show us a replay of what happened last week from the slap to the tackle, to her slipping, falling, almost not getting up. And well, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, you know, losing. And then of all things, of all things, you know this is John Laurinaitis booking at its finest. Nia Jax, being the dumb person that she is, comes down, walks around the corner of the ring, walks up the ramp, Mandy. And Dana just fucking run. Oh, and by the way, Mandy. And fucking Mandy with black boots. Amazing. She, she's better with black boots than white boots. I don't know why. Um, so yeah. Um, woman number uh, tag team champion number one gets beaten by um tag team girl one and two. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what to think about the match, man. I honestly, I feel like for that match, I don't even think I was paying attention. I did see all that go down, but I wasn't really like into it. Um, so, um, another match for me that was a, uh, you know, this match was an embarrassment to to the women's division, let alone the tag division. Because let me, I like, I'm just gonna say it right now, and I'm going to keep saying it until someone make some sort of sense out of this. But as far as I'm concerned, they really need to work on this division, singles and tag. If you cannot sit here and tell, you cannot, you cannot sit in a writer's room and tell me that this is the best you could do. This is not the best you could do. Disclaimer, please, because I'm sick of this shit. I am basically sick of the bullshit that they do with this, with these women. You know, people power. We're gonna we're gonna amp up the women's division all over again. No, you're not. I feel like now it's just gonna go back to what it was doing before. We're gonna go back to doing diva searches again. We're gonna go back to butterfly championships again. Oh man, please don't, man. You got some badass wrestling. I feel as no, but as of right now, I feel as if there is no return for this women's division. This women's division is in trouble. It's in dire need of. 
of a of a makeover. You know, you want to talk about give divas a chance. Now is the time for you guys to chant. Give WWE women a chance because holy shit, they really need this chance right now. And after what they just did in this match, I don't even know if there's if there's any point of bringing this division back, let alone the tag division back. So, um, basically, we have a little promo that's that cuts to later on with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest talking after their match at Mania. It's all in Spanish, so I'm not gonna repeat everything they said. All they basically said was, "We're just happy to be a part of this." And blah blah blah. Puerto Rico, all this stuff. Yay! I'm, I got my tour. Go buy my tickets. They're sold out. I heard they're $10,000. <laughs> Who the fuck would literally... I mean... I know somebody that got tickets already. Yeah, I know a lot of people that got tickets. But you know what I want to talk about real quick before we get to this TV? I want to talk about that fake-ass stupid fight that transpired over the weekend. Oh, Ben Ashkin and Jake Paul. That fight was so fake. Bro, I heard people literally paid a lot of money... Just to watch this fucking asshole knock a dude out in two minutes in the first round. And people talk about wrestling's fake. Nah, bro. Boxing's fake if the guy is getting paid a whole lot more to lay the fuck down. Yeah, now nah, I, I think um Ben Askren got paid one million, but Jake Paul made sixty-two million dollars off that fight. I think Ben Askren got a little more than that. I don't think he only got a, a million. Um, but yeah, Jake Paul made. I know six- he had to get more than that. I mean, we're t- I think I think we're talking about. I mean, I don't want to pull a number in my ass, but some people think I'm crazy. I'm thinking seven minutes, seven million. The guy that laid down got paid for because yeah, it's Askren. fucking Jake Paul. Yeah, I know a lot of people put money over Jake Paul to win. So I know, I know, I know he was he was saying on his IG. He he said he made he. Yeah, he, he said 65, but it was more like I think 62 or 63. But this is the bullshit that I've been talking about. I was like, stop saying that wrestling's fake. If you know that people are going to go online and talk shit about what happened at this point, a lot of people felt as if they got ripped off. And I don't blame them because this shit was so rigged. You could have at least made it last long, at least within the third round. So that people won't fucking assume. Listen, Ben Askren is not a boxer. He's a UFC fighter. And even with it being him being a UFC fighter, he is not a striker. He is a grappler. So for it, it, it's like it's like uh with a UFC fight, like a uh, UFC fighter posted. He said, How can you how can you how can you be hyped that you knocked out uh, a grappler? He's not even a striker, he's not he's a he's a wrestler, he's a grappler. All right, That's, but I mean, but still, like look at look at Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, they at least lasted a few fucking rounds. Yeah, they Con- lasted a few rounds. McGregor is known for he's known for striking. He's not he's not known for boxing striking, but he's known for striking. So he had a little bit of a chance. I know, but but still, overall, it's just like you you basically you basically just said fuck this fight. I don't care. Just give me my money so I could go home. All right, so we cut to Miz TV, and yeah, last week a big return happened. I don't even know how Maurice could be that big of a return, to be honest. Big like, God, was this Raw after WrestleMania garbage or what? Dukes. I'm going to say, keep on saying it was Dukes. I mean, I, I, I could have had diarrhea from watching that show. 
So we basically they, they, they want to talk about the the premiere of their Miz and Mrs. show because you know Miz is having a vasectomy party and all that other nonsense and blah 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 blah. So let's talk about more shit that happened last week with them. So last week there was a handicap match between Damian Priest, Miz and Morrison, and Maurice was there. And it looked like a very, very bad Cinemax porn. Because for some reason, Miz kept getting his clothes ripped off. His wife was covering him. Like, he had this huge boner or something that she was trying to hide. She was, like, behind him in a doggy position. And Miz fell. And then she fell. And it was hilarious. And whatever. But, yeah, um... again, this, this was just... This was a prime example of WWE failing to utilize Damian Priest as a worker and a wrestler because the minute Bad Bunny was there, they just focused on Bad Bunny more than Damian Priest. And I felt bad because Damian Priest deserves more than what he was getting. I'm just happy that he got to have the opportunity to be a mania, but he yeah. just felt overshadowed. And last week when they did the handicap match just proved how overshadowed he was after Bad Bunny being gone. Yeah. So, you know, Damian Priest comes out now and he talks to, to Miz and Maurice, you know, how about what happened last week, that it was bullshit, it was a flu. And, you know, Maurice, out of nowhere, like, you're not Adam Pierce, you're not Sonya Deville. <laughs> Who the fuck died and told you to make matches? Like who who died and said Maurice is allowed to make matches whenever her whenever she's with her husband? Like who died and told you to do that? Um, Popius. <laughs> I mean Adam Pierce. I said Popius. Um, Adam Pierce. So yeah, so they have this bottle of wine that uh, you know Damian Pierce drinks. Is like look, I thought I saw and then this nigga just chucks it in his face. I'm like. Oh, okay. At least you did something. I mean, what do you think of this segment? Um, I don't know. Um, it honestly, first thing I'm gonna say, thank God, Adam. Um, not, thank God, Damian Priest took off that purple shit on his hair. I don't you like, like it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like the colorful stuff in his hair. I just leave him regular. Just keep on changing his attire. That's all. Just. The hair, don't don't touch the hair. Don't be adding shit to the hair. I I, I don't like stuff like that. I, I I hate shit like that. Definitely when they put it on on a manly guy like fucking Damian Priest, like don't don't do that. Don't 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 ever do that. Um um yeah, I just I just feel he needs to be done with it with Miz and Morrison already and just move on and move on to bigger and better things, man. He's a big guy, man. He shouldn't be doing these little stupid shit with the Miz, man. Leave that shit for somebody, somebody else. Man. Well, I mean, I think, I think after, I think this is most likely going to be the next match for backlash because since it was supposed to be him and Bad Bunny one on one, now it's going to be Damian versus Miz one on one, and that's when Damian will probably get a bigger win out of this. So we cut backstage now to the new day. Xavier Woods has this giant briefcase in his hand and they're getting ready to go out and you know I think it's Kofi Kingston versus Elias one-on-one and guess who just shows up out of nowhere fucking Matt Riddle after having a match with Randy Orton you know they congratulate him and Matt Riddle's like 
hey, what's in there? It's like, oh, I got something special. And they're like, hey, bro, you know, when you, if you do your music and with your trombone, you can put, uh, you know, pennies, you know, silver coins. You, and they said silver dollars. And then, and then silver dollar pancakes. And then they marked the fuck out. <laughs> oh, man. You got to love them, man. You got to love them, man. Entertainment, man. This is the... This is the entertaining part, man. Like shit, like this. Like, <coughs> it's good the new, but it's getting too much. It's, the new day are getting an invisible contact high every time they're near Matt Riddle. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right, so we have Elias now in the ring with Jackson Riker. Uh, they're getting Elias is getting ready to play a song when all of a sudden his guitar is not, you know, strumming anything. It's Xavier Woods playing his New Day theme with it with an electric guitar and all that other stuff because Xavier Woods is a cool musician and shit. All of a sudden, out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, this dude could literally do anything. But um, yeah, what were, what was your thoughts and opinions on um Elias taking on Kofi Kingston? Let me remind you, um, Elias won this match, which was weird. He won it with a flying elbow. <laughs> I feel like anyone that does the elbow now is just honoring Macho Man. Listen, I, listen, I'm, I'm not gonna complain here, okay? The match was pretty good, but honestly, like, like I'm gonna say, Elias doesn't do a bad flying elbow. He doesn't. He he does a pretty good one. It's 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 decent. It's decent. Um, the match is so the match is pretty good. Um, you know, um, it's good to see that. New Day is facing somebody different now. You know they're not they're not facing like the you know the same people that they usually um, face. You know now they now they now they're facing Elias and it seems like they're having a musician battle. They probably have a maybe a, a tag team match with a musician. You know musical instruments around the ring and shit like that. <coughs> Probably get something like that. Like we'll probably get um, a match like that where there's instruments around the ring and shit like that. Um, like a match- symphony of destruction match. Yeah, but they probably name it something else, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I that's why I think this is will probably most likely um, lead to um, the match itself. It was it was good. Um, you know, it's I don't know. It's good to see Elias on TV. I, I like Elias. Um, um, you know, I just feel like. I don't know. I feel like the gimmick, the music gimmick is, I don't know. I feel like getting boring. He doesn't see, he they, they don't let, they don't let him perform. It's like every time he's about to. He gets I mean, a, he's a heel. When you're a heel, you're not going to be doing all the stuff that you want to do. I mean. To perform your stuff. I mean. Uh, we can't really say that because uh, when The Rock was Hollywood rocking, he would come to perform and do rock concerts. Okay, but that's different. That was back then when we had actual crowds, when they were actually able to boo and had signs, you know. That was a ruthless aggression era. You can still get away with stuff. There wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, strict policies back then like there is right. now. Yeah, you're right. So, Imagine. I mean, to, to me, when I look at this match, I think of this as, like, complete and utter confusion. I was not expecting of all people a lie. I mean, yeah, I'm, if it was a, if it was realistically, I was expecting Elias to win. Like he looks like he could destroy Kofi Kingston within a heartbeat. But we're talking about a fake choreographed like fight here, you know. 
of course, it's going to come down to the, oh, Kofi, uh, Elias might have to, you know, lose to Kofi again because whatever. But no, yeah. they wanted to, they did a switch to Ruanas and, you know, they did uh, Elias with the win, which, you know, I'm actually, I'm okay with that. The only reason why I'm okay with that is because I think they needed a win for a, a long time now. Um, Xavier Woods being Xavier Woods, there was a moment where he had the guitar. He was playing uh, Austin's theme with the guitar. While yeah. Kofi Kingston did a Luthez press and just started, like, punching the shit out of Elias like that. That was pretty cool, like, good nostalgia. But it's also just like, yeah, good pop. I just wish there was a moment where there was actually a crowd there that would know what that was. And it was like, oh, yeah, awesome. Like there was also another like, another part in that segment when he was like when they were talking he was like unacceptable. <laughs> <coughs> I, I, I like I like when he does I like when he does that part he 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 said it about like three times it was, it was pretty cool though. No Firefly Funhouse this week we did have one last week where witches be wilding. Kill myself. <laughs> Kill myself. But we had the debut of, you know, a new a new toy for for us to 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 fucking fuck around with for WWE to scare us with. So um Alexa Bliss has her own little playground segments every week. This one now was uh, last week she introduced the world to Lily. A doll that, you know, this week now had an actual story and everything else and, you know, has uh, fake skeleton heads for teeth. Why didn't I have this doll as a kid? Fuck. I'm dead now. So. Well, I think, well we got, at least we got an explanation to why, why, you know, she left the fiend. And it's because Lily said so. Well, it wasn't really because of that. Well, the, they, no, 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 no. She, the, I'm gonna explain that. Later. Basically, why she left the basically the only reason why she left the fiend was because the fiend left her, and the darkness made Alexa too powerful. So once she got too powerful, she didn't need the fiend anymore. It was never because of that doll. The doll is basically a representation of what Alexa Bliss is now becoming, evil and sinister, and letting the darkness embrace her. The but fiend basically helped her embrace the darkness, but with the fiend gone, she found a better source for that darkness, which was Lily. Lily was her was her main power, but she had to get more power from the fiend in really? order to. Right, that part, that part I get, but in the in the promo, she has said, she has said that Lily made her do those things. And... Oh, the the yeah, there's a story that says that so. We go to this week and we see all the all the Photoshop pictures of you know Alexa Bliss, you know, real Alexa Bliss and yeah. as a child, but Lily photoshopped in all of the fucking pictures. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, her some of the photos of her Photoshop really looked like she was like actually like it a looked real photo. <laughs> it looked real, and you know, WWE is good with their production at times yeah unless if you're just like cutting to many different angles during a match that's a that is absurd don't do that again but all the photos with the photoshop lily in there made it look like you know she's been there that's this whole time like it's all real like it it creeped me out and then there was a story 
about how you know her and Lily were on a swing and she wanted uh, a piece of someone's strawberry ice cream cone and the girl said no and Lily told her push that bitch off the swing push that bitch off the swing and then she went to the guidance counselor and the guidance counselor like why did you do it it's like oh my doll told me to do it. So every, do it. So every single time someone goes to court, commits a murder, they're gonna be like, "I didn't, I didn't do it. My fucking dick told me to do it. My fucking ex told me to do. It. My dog told me to kill that cat." Okay. <laughs> kill the fucking cat. Yeah, I'm okay. Dead. My fucking, my fucking eight-month-year-old little child who can't even speak yet told me I needed to kill my next door neighbor because he kept playing Teletubbies video games all day. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's just like, I mean, yeah, she made a message to the Fiend and to everyone in the women's division, like, if uh, Lily doesn't like you, that means I don't like you. And then, you know, we cut to Lily, you know, getting all close to us and then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you hungry? I got some dog food in my cabinet if you want some of that shit. I mean, I don't got souls, but whatever. Look, this doll has to be, it needs to be some sort of source. Like, I know there's going to be something involving the Fiend and the Alexa Bliss. Everyone's been saying it's going to be most likely, oh, it's Alistair Black, it's Alistair Black, it's Alistair Black, because I think she said last week in, in the promo, uh, she said, uh, she threw a hint there, uh, ever, never truly evil or never truly good. And I'm just like, hmm, um, hey, Alistair Black? Is that Mr. I mean, it's better than him like telling people to knock on his door to pick a fight with him. Like, like pick me. <laughs> but um, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on this doll? I'm gonna get your thoughts on this doll first. Hey, listen, listen, you guys, you guys should know this already, man. Anything that goes to do with the fiend or Alexa Bliss, anything of that nature, I'm all in. I love it. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. We finally get a story behind Lily. We finally get a story on the reason why Alexa Bliss has been doing the stuff that she has been doing. So I thought it was pretty good, man. I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see where it goes. Um, And let's go, man. It's about time we put that title on Alexa Bliss, I think, man. I think Alexa Bliss has been away from the, the Royal Woman's title picture for a little while already. I feel like it's time for us to start leading her back into that picture. Honestly, just little by little, you know, because you got Charlotte doing her shit, you know, you still got Asuka, but little by little, have to have her take out, you know, these female wrestlers one by one, leading her to the championship, where I feel that her and Rhea Ripley could put out, could put a banger, a banger of a match. I don't want to see just a banger because, I mean, I we could get those any time of the week. We can get those tomorrow if we want to. I mean, I don't care. As long as it is Alexa versus Rhea, you have to do something horrific. You have to do something visual with this. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to just see these two like wrestle. I don't want to see that because it's just it's gonna look so bland and boring. Like if Alexa wins, the the match looks pointless because it didn't it didn't go towards like her forte of how she wanted to do things. You know. 
Well, it, it's most likely we 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 might get um we we could get like in a match with with her. We could have something happen. Cause you know you know now with the gimmick that she has, you know it. It's gonna happen just like in the fee matches where in the middle of the match the lights will turn off, something happens, you know, and then lights turn back on. That's how she wins, you know. Like it, it can be something like that. Give us some feel, but I, I, I get what you mean. You don't want it to just be a regular match. You want it to, you want it to mean something. I, yeah, I, because I, you know, uh, you know, uh, Rhea Ripley being like, you know, this this heavy metal like goth chick, you know, yeah. looking strong through the whole thing. Alexa Bliss, you know, going through her dark Silent Hill, whatever the fuck doll shit she's trying to do moments there. I want to see something theoretical within these two. Not that I don't want to see them in a in a wrestling match. It's just it won't it does it won't feel as if it will fit them with physically. The not the just the not just the gimmick. I feel like it wouldn't fit with the story. That they would try to sell us. I agree. I agree. So we cut backstage. Oh, there we go. There's our Shriver uh, interviewing Dana Brooke. And they laugh about everything that just happened earlier today. And then, you know, Nia Jax just shows up from out of nowhere and whatever. Uh, so, yeah, Mandy's sick of it. I mean, look, Shayna Rose is, Shayna Baszler is sick of this shit. She's telling Nia to get her head straight. Don't. Something is going to happen to you or else. And like, and Nia's just yelling, or else what? Bitch, you know what else. You know or else, okay? Why do you have to say that? And then, to make matters even random, fucking wild Angel Garza appeared from out of nowhere, talking about the sommelier. So now we're doing this again. We're doing this shit again. He's like my boy. Mr. Garza are gonna go with the big girls. So we're bringing this angle back again now, because this this happened last year. Mm-hmm. They 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 tried to do it um last year. They did it twice, and then for some reason they scrapped it because they brought some chick from some dumb USA show from Temptation Island to be with Garza, and then that didn't work. Oh my god, yeah, I remember that, wow. And then Garza was just stuck in the, the 24-7 division, like, never to be seen again. I, again, another one that, that was just on a milk cart and missing. <laughs> That's all true. Okay, so, we cut to, again, the more shit that was bullshit. We talked about it earlier, how Drew McIntyre wanted to face T-Bar and Mace in a handicap match, and Adam Pierce is like, uh, Drew, I can't do that, man. I mean, I, I would love to book it, but you need a partner. I can, you got to find a partner. You need a partner. You're making a tag match. You just need a partner, player. I got to get you a partner, or you need to find a partner, but I can't put you in a handicap match because whatever, they're two huge guys. But Drew's like, I can handle it. So instead of making it a tag match, they still make it a handicap match. And, you know, to make matters worse, um, the match ended in the disqualification, giving Drew the win because T-Bar and Mace just said, fuck it, we're just going to beat you up because we want to beat you up. We don't care if we win or lose because we're a white guy and a black guy beating up a Scottish guy, and it's fun. And then a fucking uh, a wild B train just shows up from out of nowhere heading to, to fucking downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> and... 
Nothing happens. We cut back to commercial. It's now a fucking tag match. <laughs> and to make matters worse, T-Bar and Mace win. Yeah, go well, there, yeah. They win via DQ because Drew just said, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, I'm listening. Go ahead. Uh, I'm listening. But oh, I, I just want to know your thoughts on this match. Um. Hey, T-Bar makes getting TV time. Oh, and um, you know they 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 have finally been unmasked. They're now Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic. Are they? Are, are, are they? Did they officially call them that? I mean, no, but no, but when you when you like unmask someone, you know th- that name that they had with the mask is gone. You know how like you know um um. El hijo del, fanta- del fantasma, you know, unmasked and just like, my name is Santos Escobar, and I have the cocaine. Santos <laughs> Escobar. I mean, next week, I, I have a feeling that they're either going to give them their old names back or they're going to give them new names. Because when they un- when they unmask them, I'm like, this was the weakest unmasking ever. No, why monster? No, why wear those? Stupid and then they slapped them with the masks after that. Like, <laughs> what kind of women are you? Like, you're men. You're supposed to beat them up, not slap them with foreign plastic yeah. objects that was in their face, covered in their sweat. You just smack the shit out you with your own ass. With your own plastic sweat. I'm like, money. You're gross. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, what did you think of the match overall with the handicap? And the tag match, you know, all together. I thought, um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was. Pretty good. I thought it was okay. Um, once again, it's just dumb. WWE goes from handicap match. Oh no, okay, middle of the match. You know, make it tag match. That's the only thing I really dislike about this. Um, it's good to see, you know, uh, these two guys, Mason, Mason, T Bar, like get TV time. Um, they are some very big guys. So you get a glay. Hey, there you go. You can still see you. Like not like we can't see you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, like I said, it's, it's good to see you make people on TV. The match is pretty good. It's just I just don't like when they do stupid shit like that when they you know you guys announce you guys announce a, a handicap match. Let us get that handicap match. Stop stop doing shit where you, you announce it's gonna be a handicap match and then in the middle of a match you just all of a sudden you tell oh the Braun Strowman go leave go out there and, you know make it a tag team match and then that's what ends up happening. Other than that the match um both 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 parts were they were decent it was okay. You know, four literally four big guys just going at it, you know, going at it in a ring. That's really what it was. I mean, to me, it's like you know, nobody here got over because both of the matches ended in disqualification. Drew wins via disqualification, and then you know, Mason T Bar win via disqualification. And I'm like, this is the most awful 50-50 booking that you could do for for three guys. Not even Braun Strowman gets any credibility here. They they just said. You're the scapegoat. Go in there, go have fun, and you know what? You know, we're probably gonna have a feud between you and Drew later on in the future. But I like the fact that, like, you know, they're gonna make Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic because I'm not calling them by their retribution names anymore since they've been unmasked. I like the fact that you know 
um, even if it was in two 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 worst case scenarios, it kind of made them look strong. They didn't take a loss like a pinfall or a submission, and they didn't take a win. They didn't uh, go over someone to win. You know, I understand that you ha- you want to make these guys look good for next week and what they're gonna plan with them. And yeah. I feel as if this was a good way to do it. You unmask them, which was great. You get to see their faces again because we all know who the fuck they were. And we then we know who they were from the beginning, you know, like you know. yeah. And then now we uh, I just found out that um uh Shane Shane Thorne and Mia Yim are gonna go to SmackDown. Yeah, they headed to SmackDown. I want to know. I'm pretty sure they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be unmasked as well. They're not. Gonna well, I I heard they're gonna they're just gonna go back to the old gimmicks. Like they're not doing the whole retribution thing anymore. That's why I think they did the unmasking here on Monday. Yeah. So I'm guessing. Like, I have a feeling that this is going to lead to them being in the hurt business. Like they're just trying to play us and pretend like, oh, this is they're not they're not gonna be working with us. So like, it's gonna happen. It's yeah. going to happen, and I think that's when it like takes place. Like I think before the backlash uh, event happens. Well, so, so <laughs> I mean, again, the only person that doesn't really get any credit for this is Braun because it was just like, why? Why were you even putting this match to begin with? Because what you had a triple threat with Drew last week. So what? So, so fucking what? All right, so um, we have the the next match taking place, which is the um the Miz taking on Damian Priest one on one, with Maurice at ringside. Um, many things going on in in in, in three hours, bro. There's way too many things, and you know what I was telling myself the whole time that when we hit the ten o'clock hour, what? where the fuck is AJ and Omos? Where are the Raw Tag Team Champions? I mean, but um, what did you think of this match between Miz and, and Priest? Didn't give a fuck. Um, honestly, I like I said before, I'm gonna say it again. I just want Priest to be over with this so he can just move on and we can see what we can see other like potential great matches. But honestly, this match was whatever. It was like. It was just like, yo, for me, it was just like, all right, we get it. Now let's move on. Yeah, I mean I, I, I mean, I can agree with you, but also it's just like now that Bad Bunny's gone, now it's the time for you to start focusing on Damien Priest. Now it's time for you guys to take him out of Bad Bunny's shadow yes. and make him the star that he was supposed to be when he debuted. And that's what you're not, you're not going to be able to get him out of Bad Bunny's shadow unless you move him on from The Miz. Well, I mean, he beat The Miz here on Raw. I mean, that's a start for now. That's a start to, to do something for now. All WWE has have to do is, you know, keep him going. Keep mm-hmm. him making him look like, you know, this huge star that Triple H made him in NXT. You know, mm-hmm. I want to see him excel. I don't want him to just be overshadowed by Bad Bunny's huge WrestleMania success. Yeah, I feel like, I, I I feel like that's not gonna be long, Hazel. Honestly, I don't feel like I don't feel like that's gonna be long. Like like I said, like I truly like I truly feel I feel like once this once this Miz rivalry is done for with him, 
That's when this whole because this this rivalry is still continuing off the Bad Bunny situation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm ho- like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm hoping you know after everything that happens that you know backlash that yeah. this is it. He can move on to other things. Like this yeah. is just something to do for now because one Morrison was not here this week. Number one, yeah. two. Now the Miz is gonna have a robbery with Damian Priest. You know because. Whatever, Miz doesn't have anything to do besides plug his fucking shows. So let him have a match. At least he can make Damian Priest into something. If he could, you know, do that, then it's whatever. I'm fine with that. I know he can make Damian Priest into a star. The problem is WWE needs to make Damian Priest a star. It's not just the Miz. The Miz is not the only person. Anyone in that locker room could become a star just being in that ring. But the booking is the people that have to make you that star. So they need to do things to not have him be overshadowed by Bad Bunny's success during his time there. So hopefully next week they do something very different. I mean, I don't care if it is with The Miz. They just need to do something that's far away from Bad Bunny as soon as possible. Like, you know, it's been three weeks already and they're still plugging his fucking tour. You know, I would have just been like, plug the tour, that day of mania, that's it. You don't have to deal with Bad Bunny anymore because he's not there anymore. That's it. You gave him what he wanted, he's gone. He has to do his music now. Focus on Priest. As long as that, as long like I said, well, as long as that rivalry with the men is still going on, we're still gonna hear about Bad Bunny. So yeah, uh, we we um we cut next to, and I completely forgot about this. This is how you know that I completely forgot about this whole thing, and I forgot that this happened earlier. Yeah. So Sheamus is now in the ring. Remember, he went into the office of Adam Pierce and he talked about this whole open challenge with the United States title. Mm-hmm. So now he's issuing an open challenge to anyone to face him in the ring tonight, non-title. Non-title. And I don't know, like, fucking, fucking, a wild Humberto Carrillo. A ripped, a ripped Humberto. A brand new ripped. Humberto, he does not look like the Humberto Carrillo we last. This dude had a clean face. Now this dude has a beard and he's bigger. But none of that means shit. None of that means shit when you get in the ring with Sheamus. Because let me tell you right now, the bell didn't even ring. It was basically just a. It was basically a murder. Like Humberto Carrillo was there to get murdered. Vince was like, "You want to get away from catering for for a few minutes?" Yeah. How would you like to get murdered by Seamus for five minutes? Yeah. Will they get me on TV? Yeah. Will they get me paid? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Lily Ball, Humberto Korea went inside. It was so much, it was so much confident, bro. Left out of there, be like bruised up, bruised and abused. This nigga said, I'm not, I'm free from catering jail. I'm free from catering jail to get beat up in the ring. Seamus <laughs> whooped him, boy. Seamus whooped like he stole some money. Seamus whooped him like he beat the shit out of Jamie Noble. Like when he actually retired him, but not like not like in that day. <laughs> but it, it was just like, you know what? Good for Humberto Carrillo. He got to do something, even if it was just getting his ass whooped. <laughs> Like, you know, everyone needs to get out of catering jail every once in a while to get their ass kicked, right? Once in a blue. 
<laughs> so, you know, what? Humberto Carrillo was just one of those victims. Uh, so I wonder who's who's going to be next. Who's going to be Seamus' victim next week? Who, who else? Who else has seen that? Drew Gulak, maybe? Well, uh, we, we'd have to wait and see. Gabba Gulak. So we now cut to our main event, which is yes. Charlotte versus Asuka. And Rhea Ripley is just there with her chair, and she's just watching these two women beat each other up with, with their long hair. And I just told myself, maybe maybe this match was probably not fit for the main event because this match was uh, – it wasn't bad. It was not bad. It was actually good for what it lived up for. But there was just some moment. There was just some spots. There was some some punches that didn't even connect. There was a code breaker that looked really, really, really sloppy. And you know, I I don't blame these women. It's just because you know they were putting like again. This is this is Vince being Vince. He looks at the script, you know, five hours before the show, and then rips it up, and then you know. Two minutes before, he has this whole script written up. I'm like, here, I got it. It's genius, pal. It's just such genius, pal. We're gonna, we're gonna have fucking, we're gonna have Miz wrestle in his underwear and have this tiny boner for his wife, and and he's just sitting there like, this is such good shit. <laughs> this is gonna get us the ratings that we want, but the show was just a failure, and this show was just was it wasn't even a bigger failure it was it was less of a failure it was like you tried but you failed are you much i mean did this match end in dq i don't mean you you want to that's how you know i don't remember because the minute my uh the minute like i i got bored i turned it off and i just said fuck it so I didn't I didn't turn it off, but I I'll be honest, I didn't pay attention to the match, but I seen the ending. The ending, what happened, uh, Charlotte got disqualified. Oh no, Charlotte lost. Charlotte lost, and then she went on a fucking rampage on the referee, whooped his ass. Oh, so that's why she's suspended. Yeah, so that and then because of that, Charlotte was suspended indefinitely. And I believe she has to pay a fine as well. Yes, I heard she had to pay. I, I think it was over a hundred thousand dollars. It was the work, yeah. and you know she's suspended yeah. indefinitely. Work. It, I got I, it. it. It's a work, but you have to see how she whooped the rest ass. Okay? I mean, so I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it now, and it, and it looked like she's whooping the shit out of that ref, like if it's a dog. You whooped that ref, okay? So a hundred thousand, man. I I understand, okay? Whether it's give it part, whether it's part of storyline or not. She I mean, <laughs> was it worth it for her to be suspended again? I mean, you just came back from being tested positive. And, and now that, you're taking the even now you're taking another vacation. But 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 right when she right after all, bro, I think it was like the next day, but she posted pictures. She posted that raunchy pictures with my boy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Oscar wins with the most devastating move in wrestling history with a roll up pin, and yeah, again, like she just gets real. Um, what does she have on Vince McMahon to take all these fucking days off? 
Like, what do you have on Vince? Do you have do you have him making out with a go? Do you have him doing something with Shawn Michaels that we don't know about? What do you have on Vince McMahon? Because I swear, how are you getting how are you getting all this time off? Oh, when you when you are, and that's this is what people need to understand, bro. Charlotte is loyalty. And and sadly, she is. She's she's she to W to Vincent Man, she is a gold mine simply because she is the daughter of Ric Flair. So she is treated like such, like the <coughs> is, he is treated like such. And Vincent Man grants her whatever she wants. Why do you think? Why do you think when Andrade got when when they when they released Andrade right, my boy Andrade did not have that ninety days clause thing, but everybody that got released recently has all ninety days clause, simply because Charlotte is a flare. So Charlotte was like, all right, yeah, you can release him, but you have to you can't get him the ninety day clause because he has to be able to you know have he has to be able to find work and you know have to be able to pay. Bills and you know stuff like that. Eventually, oh, you know what? You're Charlotte Flair. You know we'll do that for you. So you know she's a Flair, bro. And honestly, when you're a Flair, bro, you get you get the perks, man. For Vincent Man, man, you get that. You get you get. Do you that. think it has something to do? Like, I mean, I know that they're engaged, but do you think it has something to do with their wedding coming up soon? I believe. Probably they they could probably be planning it. You know, they thought that they need time for planning and stuff like that. And we we don't know, man. It could be personal stuff, man. It could be. It could just be her wanting time for that. Um, but, you know, it. We, we don't know. You know, we can. And, we, you know, being you that know. being that she's like suspended indefinitely. If you want to bring her back at the perfect time, you know they've been doing this whole rumor thing about how they want to bring live fans back for SummerSlam, and if they want to do it like at a beach or something. There's a perfect opportunity to bring Charlotte back. I mean, as a heel with a crowd. Because I mean, Charlotte couldn't get to experience that at Mania, which you know, in all in all honesty, I mean, like it sucks knowing that you know she had to be tested positive, she couldn't be a part of, you know, WrestleMania being back in front of fans and in front of big stadiums and all that other shit. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm hoping that they do that if they decide to bring live fans back for SummerSlam. Like, please do that in the beach, but also bring back Charlotte as a heel so that you have something for the crowd to yeah, do over. Honestly, the way the way Charlotte left were well, like, you know, from Raw, when she does come out, she's still going to be here. She she has to be, bro. She has to be here. It'll be stupid for her to do what she did and then for them to bring her back after her suspension be like, and then, or then we see Charlotte as a face. It'll be dumb. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll keep her as a heel. Um, I think, they, I, I think they'll bring her back as a heel and but you gotta see, man. But right. so, give your thoughts on this week's RAW and your final grade for it. Uh, this week RAW was it was everywhere, man. It was it was more it was honestly a who booked this shit because it was <coughs> it was more this RAW than any good, honestly. So I give it, and this is my first. I think this is my first ever who booked this shit. Um. For for a raw show, uh, just just honestly, this week and last week were not good raws at all. So I'm, I'm going with who booked this show. I'm beyond this is my first one, and yeah. So you just so like last week, you just giving it up also. Uh yeah, 
Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I might. This might be long for me, but I'm. I'm. I have to bring this home. Um, looking back at you know what I just. Um, what the fuck? Hold on a sec. Yeah, don't be too long because you know, I'm trying to smoke too. No, no, no. It's just I have to. I'm just trying to get this out of here. All right, there we go. There we go. All right. So, um, last week was abysmal. It was so abysmal. It looked like a a a, a fucking. It looked like a a, a a bad a bad amusement park accident in the roller coaster at Six Flags. It's like you took two different roller coasters, put them in one roller coaster track, and had them collide with each other. Here's last week's Raw. It was so good that it was so bad that we gave you 50, 50, 50, 50 loop-de-loos, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm spinning in circles. Here's this week's Raw, where you gave where we gave you a hundred more loop-de-loos with with some product that was just like and then you have them collide with each other and then when you collide them together what's going to happen next week it's probably going to be a big fucking disaster it's kablam all over again because these two these two shows basically ran the shit out of each other with bad booking bad matches i mean overall the match of the night would be randy orton and matt riddle that was the match of the night overall because that was a shocking upset win and it was something fresh that we've never seen before. All right. That was probably the most original thing that happened on Raw this week. Everything else was basically the same thing that happened last week. And just worse, the women's division just needs a lot of help. And the tag team division needs help too. And if they don't fucking have AJ and Omos on Raw next week, it's either Omos is injured or AJ's tested positive. Probably, man. All right. Those are my two theories. Um, Keep doing this. Keep giving us more stories with Alexa and Lily. Um, No more of this witches be wilding type shit anymore because I, that was, if there was ever a time that I wanted to basically call the FCC to pull the plug on that episode of Firefly Funhouse, I would have called them last week and be like, no, no. We don't we don't allow that on television. No, <laughs> pull that plug on that shit. Um, just like last week, it gets a it does get a who booked this shit, but it gets a worse who booked this shit. This this show wasn't was an F of all Fs. It was basically fecal feces put into dog shit, put into cow shit, put into moose shit, and then you put it into a pie, and then you give it to that person who basically liked that le- that last week's Monday Night Raw to feed it. <laughs> and now you gave us even worse shit, but this time you gave us vomit on the side. This is this is the <laughs> this is the rare this is the rare times that I will agree with Hazel. <laughs> Right, this, yeah, I, if there I, was ever a time that I ever wanted to go to the bathroom and miss Raw, it could have been this time. I would have sat in that bathroom for three hours playing fucking, I don't know, Candy Crush or Sudoku or, you know. <laughs> That's the, the Candy Crush Because sometimes you got to tell yourself, what am I willing to put up with today? Not this shit. Not this shit. Not this shit. So, uh, this it just it uh, this show just gets a fucking it gets another F, and next week is just gonna be a prime example of why these two shows were in a car accident and give us another abomination. Big facts. <laughs> <sighs>
Uh, all in all, like at this point, I could see why <laughs> these two guys quit doing Monday Night Raw and left me to do it. <laughs> so Raw is whack. Everyone, please uh, be prepared for the uh, brand new SmackDown review. What's SmackDown uh, taking place on Friday? It will be up soon within the week. Uh, as far as, you know, audio and visual you know, platforms are concerned. You can find us here, youtube.com forward slash Ramblemania show. You could basically cheer us with a thumbs up, stomp on that subscribe button like a mud hole and share our videos to everyone on all of your social media pages. New Banter Club NXT AEW now, since there's no more Wednesday Night War every week, along with uh, Raw Rants and What's Smackdown now coming to YouTube and on all your platforms, you can find us on Linktree, which just has our Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, all the platforms that you all have to follow us because all the platform, all the stuff that we put on there, we put it out there for year. Mm-hmm. Twin, let them know where to follow you at. You can follow me at IG Savage Pro Wrestle Podcast. And, uh, yeah, Savage with two A's. Once again, Savage Pro Wrestle Podcast. You can find me, your boy. You can find me on Instagram at iZombies. Double I Z O M B double I E S Z. I swear, if next week's Raw is not good, we're going to possibly just pull the plug on this shit like a heart monitor. Because <laughs> at this point, I don't feel like doing three hours of Raw anymore. For Jay Savage, I'm Hazel the Eye Zombie. We are Twin Magic. Wishing you all a pointing goodies, a two sweets, and a goodbye, good night, bang.